Okay, good afternoon, everybody. Today we're going to be learning Ksubah Staff Yodali. Today's show is sponsored by Dr. David Landerer in honor of his wife and children and Le'ilay Nishmas, his mother, Golda Basimcha La Shalom. We wish the Landerer family a profound sense of Nechama and the loss of Dr. Landerer's mother. And it's also sponsored by TheSaferTorah.com, which is a drive to write a Sefer Torah, Lezechon Nishmas, Rav Meir Zlatowitz, Zichron Levracha. All of us who learned Avyomi and probably everyone in Klal Yisrael has benefited from art scroll, whether from an art school Siddur, Machsa, or the art school Gemaras, which we all know was introduced by Rav Meir with the encouragement of his Rebbe, Rav David Feinstein Zatzal, and one of Rav David's dreams before he passed away was to write a Sefer Torah, L'Zeich HaNishmas Rav Meir. Now we all have the opportunity to do so at TheSeferTorah.com. We thank both sponsors very much for the sponsorship, and again, we are holding at the end of the page on Yiv Gimel and Beis, and Ahu Arus Varusaso. So first thing the Gemara is going to discuss is, do we uh, believe the woman when uh, the Arus admits that the baby is taka from him, meaning she's pregnant, she says, yeah, I'm pregnant, but it was uh, I'm beirisin with this man. We haven't behaved, and uh, the baby's from him. And he says, Taka, it's true. The baby's my baby. So do we uh, now believe her that the kosher nevalti, that uh, the baby's kosher, because it came from the uh, the arus? Then the Gemara is going to discuss that whether Rabbi Yoshua values the cheskas kashrus in his assessment of things. We keep having Mishnayis, where Rabbi Yoshua keeps on saying, we don't believe what she's saying. What about the cheskas kashrus? Does that ever make a difference? And that leads us right into the major sugya of Almanas Isa, some type of suffix in Yichus that relates to an Almana, and we'll have a discussion about what that even means and when an Almanas Isa is kosher, and uh, when uh, and, and differentiating between that and cases where you have a situation of a psul. Then the Gemara Nambez is going to discuss if a person is shosek when accusations are made against his Yichus, do we assume that that's an admission? Do we assume that he is in fact Apostle. Does it make a difference if uh, people accuse him of being a mamzer or a nasin versus being a chalal and uh, he's shosek, he just doesn't say anything. So how do we read into his shtika? So let's begin at the bottom of Yud Gimel Amud Bey. So says the Gemara, who are Usfarasaso? You have two people that are Be'erisin with each other. A man and a woman, they do not yet have Nisuin, but the woman is pregnant, so that's problematic. Tasul Kamed Rav Yosef, and they came to Rav Yosef, he Amramine. She says, yes, I'm pregnant, but it comes that the baby is from uh, the man that I have Erisin with, and therefore the Vlad is kosher, and I should not become Asur Labayli, I should not become Asur to my husband. Vuhu Amar, and the man says, in Minai. That's exactly right. The baby is uh, my baby, and uh, and uh, therefore she's telling the truth, and uh, there's no soul in this baby. Um, the uh, the 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 Shittim understands that within Rashi that we're talking about that he knows for sure that the baby is from him, but not that he's saying, oh, mistama, it must be not, it must be mine, because uh, you know what do you mean mistama? How would that be enough? Why is him saying anything going to be enough? Meaning just because he has misbehaved with her, it doesn't mean other people haven't also misbehaved with her, and therefore it could be that the baby's not his. So uh, that's why the Shittim Betzis understands within Shittas Rashi that the case over here is that somehow he's able to say so with certainty. However, 
Other Rishonim say that no, he doesn't have a real Tainas Bari that it's for sure his baby. But Mimela, we assume that it's very likely from him because he is the Aros, he is the person that has a relationship with this woman. So anyway, so the case came to Rav Yosef, some Rav Yosef. Rav Yosef said the woman is believed because what, what do we have to be Choshish for? Chada, first of all, the Kamoda. The guy is even Moda that he was uh, that she was not Mizana with somebody else. He's not accusing her of being Mizana with somebody else. But oh, and even if the Arus isn't here and he's not Moda, Hamar of Yehudamar Shmuel, Halach Krem Gamliel. Rabbi Yudamar Shmuel says, We pass on Krem Gamliel that the woman is now menaced to say, Lakasher Nivalti. So over here also the woman is saying that Lakasher uh, Nivalti and she was not Mizana with somebody else. So Mimela, she's believed to say that the Vlad is Kasher because she's identifying her husband as the person who was the father of this uh, of this Vlad. So two reasons to believe her. Number one, that the husband is being moda, that he's the one that impregnated her. And second of all, we possibly anyway. We always believe the woman. So why would this be any different? So Abayi says from Yosef, oh, it sounds from what you're telling me that if the Arus is moda, you don't even need to possibly meaning that each of these reasons are independent of each other, that I'm going to believe her even if I pass on like Rabbi Yoshua when the Arus is Moda. But when the Arus is not Moda, only then do I need to rely on Rabbi Gamliel to say that she's Nehemenes. So ask the Gemara, Ubaha Kilo Moda, in, in such a situation of an Arus Varasaso, when the Arus is not Moda, so Maksharam Gamliel, would Ram Gamliel say Kasher? But didn't Shmuel tell Rabbi Yehuda Shinina? Shinina was a name that was given to Rabbi Yehuda, it was a nickname that was given to Rabbi Yehuda. Rav Haigon explains that it's a Lashna Rami of someone who has large teeth, that anyone who's a Gadol Shinayim, they would call him Shinina. Others say that it's, it means that he's, uh, that it's like Shimon, like Vishinantam Levanecha, like he knows. He he knows things cold. He knows things fluently, which is certainly a more complimentary type of uh, type of name to call someone. If you're just describing some physical attribute of his, so that's a major shaila whether you're allowed to call somebody that because uh, that's you know if you're describing a physical attribute that might be mechana shem lechavera, which the Gemara Bavmitzia has some very not nice things to say about someone who uh, who makes up uh, nicknames, uh, descriptive nicknames of his friends, call someone shorty or fatty or something like that it would be uh, so shouldn't a bit, you know bucktooth or something like. That is not uh, is not exactly a compliment. So uh, there's a discussion I mentioned many times in one of the Chuvas farm where someone wanted to know that there were two people named Chaim in the shul and there was one that was very tall. So they wanted to know can they call him a nickname Chaim Aruchin uh, because uh, because he was such a tall fellow. So okay, so you have uh, uh, big shilas about nicknames. But anyway, so he says to you the Shinna Halacha Krim Gamliel, but Halacha Fazrim Gamliel, but Vaatlo Tavarovda, but you should not paskin that the woman is now menace like Rabbi Gamliel does unless the situation is that she's saying and most men in the world would be kosher to her uh, meaning most men she has access to would be kosher to her the Ramban and the Ra'ah say it doesn't mean like we find when he says that's not like it's saying that we pask in this way but a Morin came 
that uh, that Shmuel needs to say that the Lachas Akram Gamliel even brought Psulin, but you should only be Ovid Uvda um, when when even Bidiavid, uh, because uh, if if the Lachas like him, why wouldn't you pass like a Bidiavid? And if uh, Bidiavid you're not going to pass like him, the Mayinaf Kamina that we're going to that Halacha Kedvarav. So uh, so sometimes you find the opposite that even though the Lachas that she's Asura, but nevertheless him Nisei Slotetze. So anyway, so he says to him the Lachas Akram but you shouldn't follow the sheet of Gamliel and believe the woman. Unless you have a situation of a rov k'sherin, but if you have a situation of rov p'sulin, even Ram Gamliel you would 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 uh, would would And certainly in a case where a woman has erisin already, it's always rov p'sulin Because once a woman has erisin, what happens at erisin is that a woman becomes an eishasish klape the rest of the world, meaning uh, she's considered an eishasish in that she's asura to every single man on earth. So it's rov p'sulin because every man on earth, aside from her own husband, is Psulanetzla. So how could Rabbi Yosef say that we should be machshir because Allah is Gamliel? We're not machshir in the case of rope Psulan. And Abayu understands that Shmuel meant to say to Rav Yehuda that even though we pass like Ram Gamliel, but even Ram Gamliel himself would would only uh, believe the woman when it's Rov Ksherin. So how can you tell me that we pass like Ram Gamliel even when it's Rov Psulin? So So Rav Yosef responds back to Abai, according to you, that you think Ram Gamliel is only Machshir when it's Rov Ksherin? Tikshilachigufa. Then you're going to have a stira minei within Shmuel's statement because halacha and then va'atlo tavruvda. He says that halacha is like Ram Gamliel, and then he says, but you shouldn't actually. Find Follow that psak. So he, he should have said that even Rami Gamliel was not was only Machshub Rav Ksherim. Why does he say that Allah is Gamliel? But you shouldn't follow that psak. Sounds like Rami Gamliel would be Machshir even Rav Psulin. It's just that we shouldn't follow his psak when it's Rav Psulin. So if Rami Gamliel holds that we're Machshir even Rav Psulin, so why 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 wouldn't you follow his psak? What you have to say is that we do even when it's Rav Psulin, but we try not to rely on that. Uh, even in Rav Psulin, she's already married, and we want to be Motzi Hermi Baila, so then we rely on Rav Gamliel that she's Nemenes. And this Maisa, the Aros Varusasa, is a situation of Bidiyavet. So Bidiyavet, we pass on Rav Gamliel, even Rav Psulin. The reason it's considered Bidiyavet is because the woman is already Mu'uresa, so you can't make her get divorced from her husband, even when we have Rav Psulin. And even though the Kabe the Vlad, it's like a Lechachila, because the Vlad is not uh, married yet, but nevertheless, if we would passle the Vlad Lekal, then the husband would, uh, would would think twice every time he's with his wife, that maybe there's a problem with her also, so it will destroy the marriage. So there's no way we can be Machshu the Vlad and passle the, I mean, passle the Vlad and be Machshu the mother. So by being Machshu the, 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 the mother, by definition, we have to be Machshu the Vlad as well. Okay, so now that we've explained that, according to Rabbi Yeshua, a woman is not believed, even be the Eved, and we do not follow her cheskas kashos. And according to Rambamliel, the woman is believed even the chachila, because we do follow the cheskas kashos. So says Gemara, is that really true? Does Rabbi Yeshua always ignore the cheskas kashos of the woman and just say, Lo mi I don't, I don't care what she says, I don't care what she says. 
and does Rambam Liel always pay attention to the Cheskes Kashrus and say that we do believe her? So Rami Lei Abaye Lerabba Abaye yes, the following statement to Rabba Umir Amar Rabbi Yeshua Ein Neemenes. Does Rabbi Yeshua really hold a woman is not Neemenes to say that she was Nevelas to a Kasher that we do not follow the Cheskes Kashrus or a Minhu? But I'll ask you, Stira, Hey, Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Yudu Misera Alal Manas Isa. There it is. Those words Al Manas Isa. That Rabbi Yeshua and Rabbi Yudam were made about an almanas isa. What is an almanas isa? It's an almana of a man who himself is a suffic chalal. If he was a vaday chalal and, and he left an almana, so then his wife is pasalu kuhuna. But since he's a suffic chalal and, and he left an almana, so that they were made, she kshera lukuhuna. That she is kasha lukuhuna. Why? Because she has a cheskas kasha, so we're not going to pasal her misafik. So it turns out that Rabbi Yushua Yeshua holds that we do follow Cheskas Kashrus, not like we've been saying based on the Mishnah that we ignore the Cheskas Kashrus of the woman and we just say, Lomi Piyan Chayin and we assume that she's apostle. No, we follow Cheskas Kashrus and that's why in Almanus Isa is Ksheri Lakuna. What does Isa mean? Isa means a doe normally. So Rashi writes, the reason she's called Isa is because among this, in this person's yichus, there are sveikos that are mixed in. They're mixed into the family tree, there are sveikos. And because of that, it's considered Almanas Isa. The, uh, the, how, what does it mean that the guy was a Suffolk Chalol? So this is a Machlokas in the Rishonim. Rashi writes that his mother got divorced in her first marriage uh, with a Suffolk get, like Suffolk Karavlo, Suffolk Karavla, meaning that his mother's uh, first husband gave her a get uh, that, that we're not sure if it was a valid get or not. And then that first husband died, right? If the first husband then did not die, you'd have much bigger problems. Then you'd have something mamzerus if uh, the woman got remarried. But no, the first husband then died. So either the woman is an almana or the woman is a grusha. We don't know because it depends if the get was chal or not. So she's a suffic grusha, a grusha is a sur lakuna, and a suffic almana, an almana is butaras lakuna. And then she went and got married in a second marriage to a kohen, and she gives birth to a son. So that son is a Suffolk Chalol. So our Shaila is the Almana of that son who is a Suffolk Chalol. Again, what makes him a Suffolk Chalol? Because either his parents were a Kohen and an Almana, which would be fine, then he would not be a Chalol, or it was a Kohen and a Grusha, which means that he is a Suffolk Chalol, that he is a Chalol. So since we don't know, so that, that, that the, uh, son has a, the, the guy has the status of a Suffolk Chalol, and now if he gets married and he leaves an Almana, that is an Almanas Isa. Other showed him say that no we're talking about a case where uh, there's a svek sveka whether he's a chalal. Rashi himself quotes in Dibra Maskel Trey in the name of Rabbi Yosef Tovelin that uh, it means a little differently that the woman was niskarish with a suffik erishin and then she dies within then then the husband dies within three months of that and she went and she got remarried to a kohen within three months and she has another child seven months later. So not only are we not sure if she's a grusha, we're also not sure if this child is from that first marriage in which case he would not be a chalol, or he's from that second marriage, in which case he might be a chalol. So it's a svek sveka that it's suffix that she she may not be a grusha at all, and even if she is a grusha, this child may not be from uh, from 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 the, the the union of a of a kohen and a grusha. The child may be from the first husband, so he's not a chalol at all. So that is the svek sveka. Tosa says a little differently that the woman who was niskarish a suffik and she gave she married a kohen and she gave birth to a, 
a son, and that son is a Safi Chalal, and then that son got mixed in to a whole family, and we don't know which one. We know there was a story in the family that there's a one of the one of the boys in this family is this Safi Chalal, but we can't identify which one. We're unable to identify. So that's your Sveksveka. That even the one, if we were able to identify the one which one it is, it's only a Safik, and, and we can't even identify which one it is, and that's what makes it a Sveksveka. Okay, so those are three interpretations of what Almanas Isa means. But in some level, it's an Almana of someone who's a Safik Chalal, and we're saying that he's ksher, she's Ksheru the Kuhuna, and the reason is apparently because we follow her Chazaka. So you see that Rabbi Yeshua follows the Cheskas Kashrus of the woman. So Amalei, so Rabbi says back to Abayi, Hachi Hashta. No, that's a faulty comparison. Hasam, when it comes to an Almanas Isa, there's a reason to assume that she was married to an Adam Kasher, because Isha Nises Podekas Venises. Before a woman gets married, she's going to make sure that everything is, is in check in order to get married. So that's why we can rely on her Cheskas Kashros. But Hacha, in the case of our Mishnah, where we saw her Midaberes in Echad, and we remember what, what, what we had the whole discussion yesterday, what does Midaberes mean? But it doesn't mean anything good uh, when, she's, uh, when she's doing things that are not right. So Isha Mazana, Podekas Mazana, does that mean that a woman, before she's Mizana, she's going to look into the yichus of the guy that she's mezana with, and only be mezana with an adam kasher. Certainly, a woman who's mezana is not bedekas with who about who she's being mezana with, and therefore he shows machmir, and he's not mamed the woman al cheskasa. She's a surami safek. So ask the Gemara Amarava, who's Rabbi Yishua, Rabbi Yishua Kasha, Rabbi Yishua Kasha. Wait, why did we only ask this stira within Rabbi Yishua? We could have also asked this stira with. Within Rabbi Gamliel, because Seifa, the Seifa of that very same Mishnah tells us that Amrullah and Rabbi Gamliel, Rabbi Gamliel said back to Rabbi Yeshua and Rabbi Duh and Maseira, who were machshir the Almanas Isa, that Kibalnu Eduschem were makabel your edus that you were made that you heard that in Almanas Isa's kasha lakuna and 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 we we trust you. I trust you that an Almanasisa should be Kasha Lukuna. Problem is that Rabbi Yochaman Zakha is based in already made a gzeira that they shouldn't Rabbi Yochaman Zakha already made a gzeira not to uh, be Moshe for Bezin to be Matir al Almanasisa Lukuna. Shakranim Shom Lachem Larachik because Kranim will only listen to you if you tell them who's puzzled to them. Avalola Kari. They're never going to listen to you if you tell them who's kosher to them. They're not going to listen to you if you say to be Makari of an Almana and to say that she's Muteris Lukuhuna. So Rabbi Gamliel Paskins like Rabbi Yochaman Zakha that an Almanasisa is Asur Lukuna and we do not assume a Cheskas Kashros. So it turns out it's Sosa what it says now. Mishnah, and in our Mishnah, she's now menace, the woman is now menace to say the Kasher Nevalti, and we are Mamid Haral Cheskasa. So, Ella Amarava, so Rava says it must be low cash. It's also not a steerer within Ramagamliel. Why? Hasam Bari. In the case of the Mishnah where we saw her mitaberes, or we see that she's mu'uberes, she has a tainas bari, that she only had bia with a kasher. So you take her cheskas kashos, you couple that with a tainas bari that she knows what happened, so she's mutaras lakuna. But over here, by the almanas isa, the woman is not tining the tainas bari that her husband is a kasher, because no one knows if he's kasher, he's a safai kasher. So the whole thing is shema that he's a kasher. And that's what Rabbi Gamliel is going to say, I'm not going to rely on her her chazaka, when, uh, when, when she's not even sure that she's kasher. So, Zerbi Shod, Zerbi Shod, Nami lo kasha, and also, 
don't answer, like Rabbi said, that there's a chazaka, that a woman is bodekas venises, the stira within Rabbi Yeshua could be addressed otherwise, because hasam chad sveka, uh, by the case of ru'uah metaberes, or ru'uah mu'uberes, there's only one suffix. Was she nivalo the kasher, or was she nivalo the pasal? So Rabbi Yeshua says, there's only one suffix, I'm going to be machmir, I'm not going to follow the chazaka. But hacha, tre sveki, but by an almanas isa, there are two svekos, uh, meaning it's a suffix that comes, mikoach, another suffix. The first Suffolk was that uh, that was in the in this this guy's mother, uh, the mother of the Suffolk Chalav. Was she kasher lekuna or not? And based on that, another Suffolk uh, arose about the son, whether he's a Chalal or not. So when she when this woman got married to, to this fellow and uh, then became an almana, she's a Suffolk almanas Chalal and Suffolk whether she became possible through him. And the Suffolk didn't come through her; it came because of the Suffolk of the Shvigar of the mother-in-law. So that's where the Suffolk came. So whenever there are two Sveikos, Rabbi Shur is going to be Mekil, to follow the Cheskas Kashrus of the Isha. That's how at least Rashi explains the Svek Sveikos. It could be that it's Trey Sveike for other reasons, like we said before, the different Rishonim hold that you really have a case of two Sveikos over here. So the Gemara sums it up, sums it all up. What the Svaras of Ram Gamliel Rabbi Shur are. Ram Gamliel, who always likes to believe the woman, will say, as long as she's coming with a tainas bari, even with only one suffix, I'm willing to be machshir, because she has a tainas bari and she has a cheskas kashras, and that's all I need. But the kayle shema, he thinks that a tainas shema is very shvach, so shvach, that even if it's only a svexveka and she has a cheskas kashras, she's going to be puzzled because she is not coming with the Tainas Bari, she's only coming with the Tainas Shema. So according to Gamliel, it all depends on Tainas Bari versus Tainas Shema. If she comes with Tainas Bari, we believe her. If she comes with Tainas Shema, we ignore her. Uh, and Rabbi Yeshua, Olam Lechad Sveka, Da'afilu B'Bari Nami Pasel, V'Kayle Svek Sveka, Da'afilu B'Shema Nami Machshir. And according to Rabbi Yeshua, we uh, we so value the fact that it's only one suffix, like you see her mitaberes, you see her uberes, that even by a bari it's going to be possible, and uh, and and and, uh, the, and 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 he does not value uh, svek sveka. He doesn't think uh, um, the the, the uh, and, and, and a svek sveka is going to be cal to him. That meaning it's going to it's going to be so uh, so 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 many svekos when there's svek sveka. It's so unlikely that she's possible that even with the Tainus Shema, even if the woman's not even sure herself, it's enough to be Machshir. So bottom line is what the Gemara just summarized is that Rabbi Gamliel, when he's trying to figure out should we be Machshir the woman or not, is going to look at whether she has a Tainus Bari or Tainus Shema. And when Rabbi Shua is trying to figure out should we be Machshir the woman or not, he's going to say, well, is there one Sefeq or there are two Sveikos? If it's one Sefeq, she's possible. If there are two Sveikos, she's Kasher. So now the Gemara brings a Brisa with other Dinim that relate to Al-Manasisa. Tan Rabbanon, Ezui Al-Manasisa. What, what is an almana of a guy who is suffic puzzle where Rabbi Yeshua and Rabbi Dun Basera declared that an almana sisa is kasha. So Kalsha Inba Lomisha Mamzerus, it's a case where one of the Svekos is not about Mamzerus. Um, the uh, it's not the husband was not a suffic Mamzer, Vulomishum the Sinos, the husband was not a suffic Nasin, Vulomishum Abdimalachum, the husband was not a suffic Echad. So if uh, the husband had any of those Svekos that are uh, that are that are psulikal, then the almana would 
not be kosher. When Rabbi Yeshua and Rabbi Yudim said that an almanus isa is kosher, it's because none of the spekos relating to the husband are on that madrega. They're not about mamzerus and the sin and, and, and the sinus and avdus. They're about chalalus. So that's why it's not going to be. Uh, that's why the woman is going to be kosher. So Amr Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Meir comments shamati. That I heard that anyone who doesn't have Safik Mamzeres, Safik Nesinus, Safik Avdus, so Masin Lakuna, their Almana is going to be allowed to marry a Kohen. Um, uh, Pashtus is, Rabbi is just repeating what the Tanakhama said. Again, the Tanakhama said that an Almana's Isa, who we say is allowed to marry a Kohen, is when the Sveikos don't involve Mamzeres and Nesinus and Avdus. And now Rabbi is saying, as long as it doesn't involve Mamzeres and Nesinus or Avdus, she can marry a Kohen. The same exact thing Tanakhama said, so the Gemara's going to have to deal with that. Whenever there's a Safi Chalal mixed in with this Salman, she married a guy who was a Safi Chalal. So Makirin Yisrael Mamzerim Shabineyam, Klal Yisrael recognizes the Mamzerim in our midst, and therefore we should be Machshir, an Almana of a guy who's a Safi Mamzer, because if you were really a mamzer, we would have known about it. But we don't always recognize who the chalalim are in our midst, and therefore we passel an almana of a suffix chalal. So the Gemara um, is, is, is right away going to wonder that, uh, that, 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 that this was just so far what we just, so sir, what we just said. We just said that an almana of a suffix chalal is kshema. And then the very next line is, oh, and we know all about the suffix mam, the mamzerim in our midst, so don't worry about a suffix mamzer, because it's a sure sign that he's not a mamzer. We just don't know anything about the chalalim in our midst, so do worry about a suffix chalal. That's exactly against what we just said. So now we're going to go take apart this brysa piece by piece. Lots of problems in the brysa. So Amr Mar, first thing that we have a problem in the brysa, it says, that anyone where the, the suffix in the person's ichos does not relate to mamzerus, it does not relate to nesinus, it does not relate to any sense of uh, avdus. So it's meduyuk that only suffix psulik, the, the suffix psulikal will passel their wives lekuhuna hachalol. But if the husband was a suffix halol, kosher, then his almana will be kosher lekuhuna. Well, meishna hanach. Why is that? Why is it that when it comes to Mamzerus and Nesinus and Avdus, that we're so strict that if that's even in the equation, then she's Pasalakuna, but if it's a Safi Chalal, then, uh, then, then she's going to be Kashalakuna. After all, Chalal is a Dindar Raisa, just like just like uh, Amamzerus and Nesinus and Avdus is a Dindar Raisa. So why would we be more Mekil about a Safi Chalal than we would about, uh, about anything else? Right? You always have all sorts of questions about kahuna, but a chalol is a dindar like the rest. Vesu, and not only that, Amr Rabbi Meir Shamati, Kol Shein Be'echem Nikaleilu Masin Lakuna. That a mayor then pipes up and says, if you don't have any of these issues of Mamzerus and Nesimus and Avdus, then she's allowed to marry a Kohen. Hainu Tanakama, it's exactly the same thing that Tanakama said. And a third problem, Vesu, another problem on this price. Rabbi Shem Ben-Lazo, Rabbi Shem Ramein, Rabbi Shem Ben-Lazo, 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 Rabbi Shem Ben-Laz
Safek Chalal. That in Almaras Yisrael, is anyone who's nitma Safek Chalal? Anyone who has a Safek Chalal in their in their lineage, but a Safek Mamzer or a Safek anything else would not be kosher. And then Rabbeinu says, Makiri Yisrael Mamzerim Shabbatayim. Don't worry about Safek Mamzerim because we would have known if it was a Mamzer. Ve'im Makiri Chalalim Shabbatayim. But do worry about Safek Chalalos because we don't always know about the Chalalim. But Ramer Reisha Chalal Kosher. We just got through saying that a Chalal is kosher. That an Alman of a Chalal is kosher. To an Alman of a Safek Chalal is kosher. So now, at the right after you say that, you're talking about two sides of your mouth at the same time. First, you say that an Alman of a Safek Chalal is kosher. Then you say, Oh, when there's a Safek Chalal, it's very, you know, very likely it is a Chalal because we're in Makirin Chalalim Shemineim. We have no idea who the Chalalim are in our midst. So these are the three kashas on the Brisa. So again, kasha number one on the Brisa is that we said. That an almanas isa is only when the suffix does not revolve around mamzerus or avdus or nesina, only around chalalus. So kasha number one is mamzerus nesina and avdus are daraisa and chalalus daraisa. Why should there be a difference? Kasha number two is that Rabbi Meir just repeats the Tanakhama. He doesn't say anything different than the Tanakhama. And Kasha number three is that at the end of the Brayser, Shimon and Lazar, Shimon and Meir, Shimon and Menasya say that uh, two different things that are contradictory to each other. On the one hand, they say that when uh, the woman is married to someone who might have a problem of Chalalus, then uh, that's going to be kosher. And on the other hand, they say, We never know who the Chalalim are, and therefore it's always going to be a problem. So answers the Gemara, we have to answer all the kashas. So the, to answer all the kashas at one time, we have to understand that there are two discussions over here. The Machlok's time in the Brisa is not about the same Almanas Isa that Rabbi Shorah and Gamliel were disagreeing about. By an Almanas Isa, we're talking about a, a case of a Suffolk, where there's a clear Suffolk in front of us, that we know that the husband of this Almana was a Suffolk Chalol. That's where you have Machlok's Rabbi Shorah and Gamliel, whether we're machshir the Almana based on her cheskas kashos or not. Whereas the Tanoim in this Bryce are talking about a different situation, and that is Amar Rabbi Yochanan, a person who has no uh, rumors of any sort of psul about him, but Mamzer uh, Tzoveach. Uh, the, that, that when we call him a mamzer, he starts screaming and he starts saying, I am absolutely not a mamzer. The chalal shosek. And then we scream and we call him a chalal and he just like sort of, uh, you know, shrinks into the scenery. He, uh, he doesn't say anything. He's, he's totally quiet. So, that's the, the machlokas tanayim in this brisa. Meaning, is his shtika about being accused of being a chalal, is that kahoda'a? This is a very different kind of almanasisa than what we were talking about earlier. Earlier, we were talking about a case where we know that there's a suffix in the yichos over here. But over here, now we're saying, no, we don't know anything. All we know is that when we call this guy a mamzer, he, uh, he goes crazy at us. But when we call him a chalal, he doesn't say a word. So, Tanakhama says, says, the Shasik puzzle. Any shame soul that you call somebody and he doesn't respond, he's not. He doesn't uh, object to it. He's puzzled because that's uh, the hishtika is kahoda and vahachikamer tanakama. This is what the tanakama is saying. Ezui almanasisa. What is the case of almanasisa that Rabbi Yoshua and Rabbi Gamliel disagree about? Where Rabbi Yoshua says it's kosher. Kol she'im v'losh tuk mamzerus v'losh tuk nesinus v'losh tuk avde melachim v'losh tuk chalal. That it doesn't. That we're not distinguishing between Mamzerus Nesino um, Eved and Chalol. In all cases, as long as there's no accusation that he's silent to, so that would be kosher. Then the woman would be kosher. 
the the case of Almanasisa, that case of Almanasisa would be that, that she's that she's kasher is only uh, that that we know that uh, her husband is a suffik and we have no chashash to passel him because of shtika koda. But when there's a chashash of a person because of shtika koda, that you call him a shame psul, whichever shame psul it is, whether it's a psul kal like a mamzer nasser or nevet, or whether it's psul chalal, then he's passel because of shtika koda. The Kamala Rabbi Meir, and that's where a mayor disagrees with the Tanakama. He's not repeating the Tanakama, and he's saying, No, you know when his shtika should be read into and should be viewed as an admission. That's only if the shtika is about a very serious accusation. Like the shtika is about an accusation of being Mamzer or Nasin or Evid, which are Psulikal. But if he's just quiet when the accusation is that he's a Chalal, which is only a Psul Kahuna, Kasher. Uh, then we, we assume that he's kosher. It's not shtika koda. I why was he shasik? He's quiet because it doesn't really matter to him. He's kosher lovel bekal anyway. So it's not a raya that he's a chalal just because he didn't say anything. So that's what Rabbi Meir meant to say to disagree with the Tanakama. You, the Tanakama, say that no matter what accusation you throw his way, if he is silent, you assume your accusation is true. Rabbi Meir says, I agree with you when, when the accusation is a psalkal, but when the accusation is just about it's not at all a raya that it's true. So that's why he says, that it's dafka mikaleilu, it's dafka mamzerus and sinus or avdus, that if he's shosek, he becomes, the, the woman becomes pasal kuhuna. But a shtuk chalal is kosher. And then, the Kamala Rabbi ben Elazar, the Tanakam of Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Shem ben Elazar says to the Tanakam of Rabbi Meir, if you heard of any case where that Rabbi Meir is machshir, when, 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 when the person was silent in the face of an accusation, it's not in the case where they called him a chalab and he was quiet. In that case, Rabbi Meir would passel el dukarle mamzer v'shasik. The only case where he would be where where uh, where 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 Rameir would be machshir, even though the guy was silent to an accusation, is only if the accusation was about mamzerus. The I why was he quiet if the accusation is not true? Savar mamzer because he assumes. What do I need to scream and object and make a whole fight? Everyone knows when there's a mamzer, so there's no call that I'm a mamzer. They're not, you know, people aren't speaking about me being a mamzer in the streets, so it's not going to carry any weight to it. Sometimes people come with accusations and just the smartest way to make it go away is just by ignoring it, just by being silent about it. And then slowly, then you know, slowly or quickly, the accusation will go away. But if a person is called a mamzer and he starts screaming that he is not a mamzer, or chalol v'shosek, they call him a chalol, and he silently takes it, so possible, then we assume that uh, from his shtika, we assume that he's a chalol, that it's possible. Why then was he quiet? Savar he figured that uh, it's enough for him that, uh, that that they're calling him a chalal and they're not looking into his lineage um, because they're not actually doing the research because uh, the fact that he's uh, that that he that, that he's not uh, crying out that he's not screaming that he's not objecting um, they're not going to be mozi him from from kuhuna but if he's tzaveach and he makes a machal about it then maybe they'll start to be mevarer whether he taka is a chalal 
Shiloh, and they'll possible in Lakuna. So that's why he just figures he'll be quiet. So that's why Rav Meir holds that we possible him when he's Shosek in the face of being called a Chalol. He just thinks that if they do the research, they're going to find problems, and he doesn't want them to do the research, so he's Shosek. And that answers all of the kashas that we have in the Brisa, where very clearly the Rav Meir is not a repeat of the, uh, the Tanakhama, very clearly we see why we distinguish between a chalal on the one hand and, 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 and others, that the Tanakamu actually was not being mechalik between them. He thought that uh, being shosik about any of those things is considered kehoda'a, and uh, whereas Reb Meir, and there's a machlokas, whether Rabbi Meir uh, is mechalik uh, between, uh, between a mamzer and a, and a chalal, in which direction? Shtika of a mamzer versus shtika of being called a chalal. So now the Gemara asks a stira between uh, two prices on this uh, on this issue um, that Tani Chada Rabbi Yossi Yomar Shtuk Mamzer Kasher Shtuk Chalal Pasel that we have one Bryce that says that Rabbi Yossi holds that if a person is Shosek when they call him a Mamzer he's Kasher we do not think that that's Shtika Koda but Shtuk Chalal if he's quiet when they call him a Chalal then Pasel then we assume it must be true that he is a Chalal um, and again we said it before because the reason he's being Shosek is because he's afraid that if he says something there'll be Mevarer that he's uh, that he's taco that they're going to find out that he's actually that he's actually possible. It's amazing what you can find out when you do some research into uh, Yichus. I just had uh, this earlier this afternoon. We had the great Zuchus. I brought the, the Masvidim program here in Camp Kaley to uh, to meet with Rav David Kohn and then with uh, Rav Yisrael Reisman. So each of them spent over an hour with the guys just uh, answering their questions. So it was unbelievable. So Rav David Kohn, so we're learning uh, Gerus this year. So the guys asked uh, each of them if they have any good stories about Gerus. And both of them came up with stories where the uh, where it was mevarer afterwards that the yichus was uh, you know that that David Cohen told us a maisa that uh, 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 from a, a young man from a very from family went totally off the derech married a a, a, a girl who was Native American or something and uh, you know totally not not Jewish girl and at some point the girl said like after they were married for a couple of years and the family pretty much cut off ties with the guy uh, other than like once a year maybe to call him and, you know, wish him uh, before Rosh Hashanah or something. They pretty much had no contact with him. But one day his wife says to him, this uh, non-Jewish girl, you know, I, I, I'm partially Jewish. And uh, he said, really? Well, how, how much? She's like, I'm not sure. I heard something about it. And they started doing the research. It was only her mother's 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 mother who was Jewish. Uh, everyone else was uh, was not Jewish. It was just the mother's 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 mother that uh, that was Jewish. So uh, okay, so it turned out that he had married he had married a Jewish girl. You have a lot of mices like that where you don't know uh, you don't know anything, and then you look into the yichus and you find you find a lot of things. Yeah, you find a lot of things when it comes to to Kahuna also. David Cohen told us I never knew this. He told me he told us he's not a Cohen. His name isn't really Cohen. They gave him that at Ellis Island. They gave his parents that at Ellis Island. Any uh, Italian they gave an Italian sounding name. And any Jew, they called Cohen that day. So he says he, he writes his name in his farm. He writes it with a kuf because he doesn't want to give the impression that he's a, that he's a kain. Okay. So anyway, so we have one brisa that that tells us that Rabbi Yossi says a shtuk mamzer is kosher and shtuk chalal is possible. But then Yidach, we have another brisa that says shtuk chalal is kosher. That if you're accused of being a chalal, then you're kosher. Shtuk mamzer is possible. But if you're accused of being a mamzer, then you're possible because we assume shtika kodav. So it turns these brisas luchora are a blatant stero 
one to the other. So says more lokasha. How tanakama libid Rabbi Meir and how Rabbi Shimon Elazar libid Rabbi Meir. We just said that there's a machlokas what Rabbi Meir holds. So the first price is following the tanakama's version of Rabbi Meir that when you're accused of being a mamzer and you're quiet, that's a sure sign of shtika kodaa that you are a mamzer. But if you're accused of being a chalal and you're quiet, you just figure who cares? You know, it's uh, it's not a psilkal anyway, and you're probably kosher, but uh, but you just don't think it's worth fighting. And the second brisa is assuming Rabbi Shimon Elazar's version of Rabbi Meir that Rabbi Meir says that a shtuk chalal is puzzle, but a stuk mamzer is, uh, is, is, is going to be kosher. And the reason uh, the guy is shasik when he's uh, accused of, of, uh, of, of, of being a chalal is, uh, is because uh, he figures that uh, I don't want them looking into my lineage. And uh, about a mamzer, he figures it's not worth fighting because kala islay. Everyone's going to know about it if I'm a mamzer, and therefore it's unnecessary to fight that battle. Let's maybe just quickly read the Mishnah, and then maybe we'll, we'll pick up again tomorrow. There was a story of a young girl that went to fill up water from the Mayan that was outside of her city, Venensa. And Nebuch, she was, uh, she was raped, and we don't know uh, who the Boel was, whether he was someone who would passel her Lekuhuna or not. Was it a Nachri or an Eved, someone like that that would pass the Lakuna, or was it a Yisrael Kasher who just did a terrible, terrible thing? So I'm Rabbi Yochum Nuri, Imro Vanshe'ir Masin Lakuna, Harezu Tinasi Lakuna. They could follow a Rov, that a Rov of the Anshe'ir Masin Lakuna, so then this girl also could be uh, Kaminisis Lakuna. She, uh, she can get married Lakuna. So that's an interesting, uh, interesting Shaila, meaning the Gemara is going to discuss that really you need Trey Ruby on a, on a Drabban level. Rice, you could follow one of Rav Reisman told us a Misa today. He said one night he got a knock on his door, and it's an 18 year old girl. And she said, I need to talk to you, but I am not going to tell you my name. And he said, Okay. And she said that her parents were fighting, they were arguing. And her father said to her mother, Anyway, you, you don't even know where you come from, you're adopted. And it was the first time the girl ever heard that her mother was adopted. So she asked her grandparents, Is, uh, is my mom adopted? And her grandparents said, Yeah. So she asked her grandparents, Do you know? Uh, uh, do, you, do, you, do, you, do you know that she's Jewish? They said, yeah, the Jewish agency in uh, Hartford, Connecticut in 1957 uh, gave us a paper that said that she's Jewish. Not a rabbi, not a Bezdin, not a nothing. That's the entire raya that, uh, that she was Jewish. So, okay, most of the kids in the Jewish agency were probably Jewish, but that's not a raya. You need Trey Ruby in order, you need two robes in order to establish uh, such a chazak. So that was a very complicated chat. Maybe we'll talk about it later in the parak when we get into that uh, Trey Ruby. Okay, that's from tomorrow. I do hope to uh, continue at the same time. Uh, probably we'll read the mission quickly. Yeah, we'll pick up from there the bottom of the page on your dollar and base. Have a great night, everybody. <laughs>